of shooting, we pick the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hey guys. guys. Happy Jeez. Twilight Tuesday. Welcome back. Thank you to everyone that listens. Yes, oh my God. thank you. <laughs> what? No, it's just crazy people listen. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so crazy. I wonder I wonder if anyone listening is I think we've said this in the before, someone who knows us in real life and is just kind of checking it out, Maybe. seeing what it's about. That's you. Thank you so much for tuning in. You should let us know. You should. Like, come on. I'm not going to think it's weird. I'm going to think I'm totally going to be flattered about it. Yeah. It'd be so cool. If you have a secret <laughs> crush on me. <laughs> no. But also, if absolutely no one from our real personal life is listening, then that's sad. And that's, <laughs> that's sad, but also fine. Yeah. Totally fine. I think Carrie's listening. Oh. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> Does Caitlin listening listen anymore? I think she does. Mm. I have faith in her. She's more <laughs> that's, late. That's she okay. is. That's funny today when I texted her about my birthday if she'd be free, which is like a little less than a month away. She's mm-hmm. like, maybe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you can't rude. put it on your calendar. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Mel, you I saw because you sent me pictures, you were hanging out with Friends of the pod, Dan and Amanda, who have been on the show. I and was. And we were all holding Twilight books. What was up with that? Yes. So we had a little get-together, like a post-vaccine get-together with all of our friends who have been vaccinated. And it was Whoa. so exciting because it was like the first time we could all hang out in over a year. Mm-hmm. But uh, at Dan and Amanda's house, they have all the Twilight books on their bookshelf. So I just Aww. forced them to take a picture with them, <laughs> with me, as we were day drinking. Cool. <laughs> cool, and cool. they're so excited to join us in Forks. I know in September, which, by the way, we have to book our tickets, like our plane tickets. I know. Ugh. We got a plan to catch. Yeah, I probably. So I think we've said on the show before that we both want to move to New York, and I keep being like, yes. "Oh, what if I'm living there? Then where do I buy my plane mm. ticket from?" Yeah, but uh, I think. Probably won't <laughs> be. Yeah, I don't know. It's so tricky because, like, I hope no one from work is hearing me say this. But like, I really want to move to New York, and we'll see. Like, depending on if my work allows me to, I still mm-hmm. have to ask. But uh, I'm thinking about doing it in the fall, and I'm like, okay, well, September we have the festival. Like, I don't think I'll be ready yet by then, October. Yeah. But I'm thinking I have the Harry Styles concert to go to oh. in October. Yeah. And I have the tickets for Boston. And then November, we have Thanksgiving. And I'm going to a wedding in November. And then December, Christmas. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty close. You can always come back. True. You can take the train, Mm -hmm. bus, whatever. I love trains. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's fun. It's like you're just forced to 
chill for a while, look out the yeah. window, read a book or something. Yeah, I, I, I haven't really been on a plane. I'm in a train in over a year. I know. I, I used to take them all the time, so did you. But yeah, all during COVID, I don't think I did. No, wow. I've been on the like the subway. Yeah, true. I did take the which tea. is worse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't take the tea for months, and then I finally just did it, and I was like, oh, I don't know. It just didn't feel that bad, but I like had mm-hmm. become nervous about it. Yeah, and then I don't know. I just got used to it again. So today we are talking about the the Voltori. Voltori. <laughs> creepiest scariest episode we've ever done how do you feel about the voltori cal (laughs) i enjoy them i'm not obsessed or anything but i think they're kind of cool um yeah I i think they're interesting and i when i was doing you know research or reading the illustrated guide for this i found i was enjoying their section maybe more than even the collins and the wolves yeah me too um oh cool yeah i didn't know if that was like a hot take but yeah they're interesting well i just what do you think we learned a lot more yeah a lot like none of this a lot of the information in the guide is not in the books I know. It made me wonder why isn't this in the book? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Some of it does make me question things, though. Some of the things. Oh, I can't wait the to hear. Themes that are repeated about the Voltori. I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only way it could be in the books is if Edward just somehow knew, which he would know because he can read minds, but mm-hmm. if we had chapters of him just rambling telling stories or i don't know i guess there's a way he probably could sum some of them up quickly but maybe that's why it's they're not in the twilight books because it would just be a huge info dump and yeah there already are a bunch of info dumps in the books which i like because i like the stories but maybe it would be too much yeah well i think it does make sense in bella's perspective too because i think edward keeps so many things about the vampire world from Bella Mm -hmm. just because he doesn't want to scare her. Yeah. But I guess in Breaking Dawn Part 2, that's when he could have just told her everything about the Volturi. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It would be interesting. Whatever. Um, To prepare for this, like, right before – we're on the phone right now. Right before you called me, Mel, I (laughs) looked Mm -hmm. up the Volturi waltz, like, from the score from New Moon – Oh, and yeah. Got me in the mood. <laughs> yeah. I, I was prepared to say before I read, you know, was reading the guide in preparation that the Volturi, it's like, it's not really my thing when it comes to the Twilight universe. I've said it many times. Like, the thing mm-hmm. I love is really the feelings between Bella and Edward, like, the vibe, yeah. especially of the first movie, like, yeah. the Pacific Northwest in almost elements that feel a little bit more human that I kind of relate to. Mm-hmm. But, and I thought the Volturi was just, it's fine in the capacity that it is in, but I don't really need more of it. And I also can't bring myself to be obsessed with it the way I yeah. am with other parts of the story. So I was prepared to be like, oh, I don't really care about the Volturi. But I, I was getting really into their stories in the Ooh. guide. Like I found so much potential for 
expansions to the series from it. So I'm I'm excited to talk about it. Cool. I did a little bit of like research on the side about Ooh. the Volturi. Um Look at you. <laughs> I know, because I, I was just at some questions, and so I just Googled things. Um, could I share what that is? Yeah. Well, first I was just like, what? Where did Stephanie Meyer get her idea for this? Or I don't, I don't know what I was searching, but somehow I found, well, okay, I don't know if this is true, but because it was on the Twilight Saga wiki, mm-hmm. um, so who knows, but it said... Meyer originally planned to have the Volturi live in a fictional Tuscan city called Volturin, then discovered hmm. Volterra on a map. What? I know, and I was like, uh, that seems too good to be true. Yeah, wait, what are the odds? <laughs> you know. Doesn't that sound similar to the, like, oh, I just had a dream. Like, it's just so convenient. <laughs> wait, so what is, like, what's with the vault? Like, where did she okay. get that? Yeah, so I Googled that. Oh, and, good. Um, it means, the word Volturi means mm-hmm. vulture in Latin. <gasps> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. I know. And then I started thinking, like, Volturi, Voldemort. I don't know. I was <gasps> like, why is it that, like, two of the biggest, like, I don't know, what YA that... fantasy things had villains with Vol in them? Yeah. It doesn't really, um, Voldemort means, like, flight of death. Like, it's not the same, mm-hmm. but I just thought that was weird, and then I started Googling Volturi, Voldemort, and there's <laughs> just all these people online saying, like, who would win in a fight, Volturi versus Voldemort? Uh, probably the Volturi. Yeah, I know, right? But people were Did... like, no, Voldemort could just use a spell... I feel like Volturi, they're Ugh. so fast. Well, I guess it depends on if it's Voldemort by himself mm-hmm. or with his little minions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you call them. I mean, I love Harry Potter. That was like my original love, my first love. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. so geeky. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I kind of think of vampire versus wizard. Vampires are just so insanely fast, and sometimes they have powers. I feel like by the time a wizard, like, reaches for their wand or whatever... Oh, that's so true. They're, like, dead. Like, I don't that's know. That's so true. They they don't have the speed to keep up with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I never, I never even thought about that connection before. Me neither, actually. Wow. It's, it's just similar. Apparently today... City of Volterra, the population's 10,519. That's tiny. Kind of small. Yeah. And apparently there was a pope from Volterra. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> so does the does the prefix vol mean anything? Vol, well, so Voldemort, I don't know what vol itself means in mm-hmm. Latin, but Voldemort is like French, means flight. Vol de of more death. Oh, that um, makes sense. So it's a bit different, but I know. Well, flight, I guess vulture, vol, they fly. Yeah. Like, it's similar. That's, that's pretty similar. Like, yeah. a, a vulture <laughs> flies. Yeah. And it's kind of like a bird that flies around death. To kill things. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I never thought about that i wonder if stephanie has read harry potter i'm sure that's been confirmed or 
I know. She must have. It's probably something we could Google. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have no idea, but I could see her being like, I've never opened a page of Harry Potter. I've never yeah, seen I could, a movie. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, there's so many comparisons, but mm-hmm. she's so into, you know, she's a YA author, so it makes sense. Yeah. Has J.K. Rowling read Twilight? Oh, I don't know. I kind of want to Google it. Probably not. Really fast. Has J.K. Rowling read Twilight? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, what? What'd you find? Sorry, never mind. I don't think... I think there's a misleading headline. (laughs) I feel like if she has confirmed it, People would have taken a quote from her and been like, J.K. Rowling, never read... And, like, tried to have some type of rivalry, mm-hmm. you know, clickbait quote. Yeah. Even though, I guess, Stephanie, she's more beloved than J.K. Rowling these days. True. Who would have thought? I know. Who would have thought? How the tables have turned. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not just from a quick Google search. I'm not really finding anything. So yeah, I don't know. I feel surprised no one's asked. I know. Maybe there were like no comment. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think they're rival publishers anyway. So yeah. So shall we read the guide? Yes. About the Volturi. The Volturi. Edward's going to the Volturi. (laughs) He wants to die too. The Volturi. Tracking Arrow's thoughts. <laughs> so I don't really have anything to say about this first little section that's like telling us what the Volturi is. Like I get it. Like this is kind of just repeating what we already know. I guess I had some things to say. Oh, <laughs> tell us. <laughs> because I have like post-it notes and underlined things. Um, I just thought it was interesting. Like they're described as royalty. Mm. But I was wondering, why don't they have, why don't they have, like, titles, like, Lord or That's King true. Or, I don't know. But I also think that would be kind of cheesy and weird, so I don't mind that they don't. Yeah. But it's kind of informal that their leader is just Arrow. Uh, yeah, they like, don't. his first name. <laughs> they don't even say, like, Sir Arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir Arrow. Yeah, it's just first name. Like, everyone knows who is it is. Like, yeah. Wait, <laughs> he doesn't even have a last name. <laughs> yeah. He's just like Griana or Bono yeah. or something. He's yeah, just... he's on a first name basis with everybody. Okay, That's also, funny. I know I literally hosted Twilight Podcast, but I feel like I always pronounce his name wrong. It's Arrow. <laughs> yeah, sometimes wait. I feel like I say Arrow. 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 Okay, Arrow. It's no. Arrow. Wait. Yeah, now I'm confused. I think it's Arrow. I think so, yeah. So yeah. he's so old. Yeah. He was born 1300 B.C. I know. That's crazy. That's Date of insane. transformation, 1260 B.C., so that would make him 40. Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Because, oh, wait, I wrote that, too. I was like... So he's permanently like thirty something, forty. But then, mm-hmm. as it describes who he is, I think it says he's twenty or something. Where does it say that? Really? Oh yeah, 
He was transformed into a vampire in his mid-twenties. I was like, what? You said he was born around 1300 BC and transformed 1260. <laughs> like, how could he be in his mid-twenties? Wait, yeah, I'm confused as well. Am I getting confused because it's like BC? No, I think that the... <laughs> I think either Stephanie or whoever put this together... Um, just either didn't catch the dates or mm. the fact that it says around, around, it's like, oh, it yeah. could be give or take 20 years. I don't yeah. know. That's pretty, why, I mean, why not just give a specific date? Like, it doesn't really matter, but like, the guide is from Stephanie herself. Presumably she would know that. I know. Like, same with source of transformation unknown. Like, there's a lot of information in this guide that we don't learn in Twilight, but, like, the creator, Stephanie, knows it. But, like, yeah. why is the, I don't like, know. the source of transformation unknown? Like, I don't really get the logic there. It's, yeah, it's very weird. It's just chooses, chooses to not know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does Aro himself not know? Probably Maybe? not. But, yeah, I know she would know, though. I wonder uh, if writing unknown in the guide commits herself to never answer that. Maybe. I wanted to say, though, in the little description about the Volturi, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's describing that they're like royalty, they hated the Romanians. You can almost think of that as like a different civilization of vampires mm -hmm. or something. They destroyed the Romanians, except for like two. Um, mm -hmm. There's the coven, which is only five people, really. And then there's yeah. the guard, and that's, like, yeah. distinctly different, which I think, mm -hmm. like, I didn't really get when I was first reading Twilight, but... Yeah, I don't think I did either. Um, and I also thought it was interesting. It says that many vampires were created by the Volturi themselves and then, like, mm. let loose into the world. Yeah. I didn't know that. And apparently their cloak colors de are determined by where they rank. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I didn't realize that. I don't that. know if that's mentioned in the books. And it doesn't really matter. But it's like if you, like the most badass or like higher up you are, the darker your mm -hmm. cloak is, the least significant you are, it's like gray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they can get demoted in the Volturi. And... It says, depending on the circumstances, a demoted vampire might go off on his or her own, join another mm. coven, or be executed. <gasps> oh, shit. But I anyway. I not want to be in a workplace like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does not sound like so toxic. A good office. Yeah. <laughs> they need an HR manager. Yeah, they stat. really do. <laughs> they I, do. They really need an HR. There's some manager. unethical things going on <laughs> yeah. there. So back to Sir Aro. Sir um. Aro. <laughs> so he has a mate which is not talked about that much. How do you pronounce his mate's name? <gasps> My guess is Sulpicia. Yeah, what that's what I would think guess? too. Or I was like, I was think reading it to myself like maybe it's Sulpicia. Yeah, Sulpicia. Sulpica, Sulpicia, Sulpicia, Sulpicia. I think it must be Sulpicia. Sulpicia. Yeah. Sorry if that's your name. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a very unique name. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful name. No, yeah. That's not why I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry that I don't know how to pronounce it. I wonder it. if anyone has <laughs> named their kid Aro. It's, I feel like it'd be a good dog name. Yeah. It does sound like a good dog name. I mean, it's a fine human name, too, if you yeah, have if your name child. Aro. <laughs> but I have to say that Aro, reading this, and I'll get into it, he reads a lot like a sociopath. Oh, for sure. Like, he, and he has a lot of the traits of a sociopath. Like, he knows, he understands, like, emotions of people enough to, like, play the part. Like, he can be very charming, Mm -hmm. very nice, and it seems like he empathizes with people, but it's all an act. Like, he seems, seems like he has really no feeling. Yeah, he's very deceptive. Super manipulative. I gotta say, I feel like, I think in one of our episodes, I was, like, I kind of like Aro, like <laughs> yeah, me he's too. Bad, but he seems kind of good sometimes. But me too. No, he's he's evil. <laughs> yeah, he's horrible. But it, it's I mean he's a villain. It's like a good thing that he's so bad because he's like supposed to be a bad guy. Yeah, I mean okay, so like let's just get into it. Like yeah. the worst thing he did is he turned his sister into a vampire as well. His like biological sister from his human life. And how do we how say? Do you pronounce- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Oh my did gosh. Me? No. Did me? Died me? Died me. Died no. I wonder Everything if I sounds can wrong. Look this up. Guys, you know, we we aren't as we said in the beginning, we aren't illiterate. No, but this is a name that I've never heard spoken aloud before. So we both have degrees in English literature, English. believe it or not. But <laughs> <laughs> are we fake fans for not knowing this maybe i'm gonna okay this youtube video these things sometimes get it wrong though i know Didim. <laughs> wait i didn't hear it well this is a french name and it says Didim. Didim. okay which Didim. is not what i thought i guess because like aro's from greece i thought this was gonna be more of a greek sounding name yeah i just th- i that would have never crossed my mind didim diddim what is it guys what should we say should <laughs> let's we just say, say didim okay yeah let's just go for it so he he turned his sister didim into a vampire <laughs> i don't know why and it doesn't seem right it doesn't <laughs> i feel like it should be didimi but that doesn't sound that sounds like diddle me which sounds dirty to me <laughs> because it's almost like persephone or something yeah died like didim sounds pretty actually but i just don't know why there's a french name in yeah here. anyway what, wait what did we say was did me did me died me Die. I just call her Die. Okay, Die. <laughs> <laughs> he turned his sister Die into a vampire, and then she mated with Marcus, Whoa. and they formed such a close bond and like truly love. loved each other. So in love, so cute. Mm-hmm. And then he felt threatened by that because he felt like Die would have loyalty and allegiance to marcus instead of him and marcus and Di were kind of talking about doing their own thing marcus yeah. wasn't that into the voltori thing anymore no he fell in love and he was just head over heels he didn't want to, he didn't care about this you know power trip that aro's on yeah and then aro 
goes and executes his sister. His own sister. His own sister. And his BFF Marcus's love. Yeah. Yeah. And but he he pretends to not know who did it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he even goes off on like a whole hunt looking for the murderer, even though he's the murderer. Yeah. And I was really confused because Stephanie or whoever wrote this book writes that he was truly sad that his sister died and i don't believe that for a minute how could you be that sad about it if you yourself did it mm-hmm. i know is he more feeling guilty maybe <sighs> i don't know i mean i think i think it could be possible i think more mm-hmm. in an accident situation though like i know i can't see how you could be so hateful that you would kill someone because you mm-hmm. just want them out of the picture so bad, and then you actually, like, miss them or are sad about it. Like, it just... I know. Yeah, I feel like you're right that he does seem like a sociopath. Like, I don't see him really having feelings like that. No, that's, like, sick. <sighs> but I do want I do not really totally understand, because we don't really, in this guide, we're not painted a picture of Aro's, like, early transformation transformative years when he was a newborn vampire so like it kind of starts out that he was just like really hungry for power Mm -hmm. but I don't really understand like what was that time like when he was struggling to maybe understand what he was and that he was a vampire what was his human life like before that that made him compelled to be this way like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, you're just starting out as a newborn vampire. You don't know what's going on. How could you be that powerful already? All it says is all his life he was ambitious. Power was his primary goal. It was his pursuit of this goal that he was transformed into a vampire in his mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of vague. Like, he just wanted power. Yeah, but we also know that people like that, like, people who are, like, willing to do anything for it are truly the most insecure. Like, he was so Mm -hmm. insecure that Marcus and his sister were going to turn on him that he literally felt like he had to destroy his own sister. That's, like, if he felt like he was truly powerful in himself, he wouldn't have done that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's crazy. He needs to talk to somebody, like... I know. Get to the root of it. <laughs> and Aro, so his wife, whatever, Sulpicia, mm-hmm. he is so creepy about love. Ugh. Romance. I mean, yes. yeah, he is the villain, so it's like, I'm not saying, like, I wish he was different, but, like, um, <laughs> it's so creepy. Like, he says, so Marcus and Caius both, like, fall in love, and then Aro mm-hmm. is like, what the fuck, I'm alone. So he's like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna have a mate now. But he decided in advance that he would rather choose a human and create a mate than yes. look for his own match in another vampire who might have yeah. ties to her own creator or other relationships that would complicate his plans. That's straight up, like, grooming or targeting yes. someone that's, he purposely, like, weak. <laughs> He purposely picked an orphan girl, right? Yeah, an orphan. I underlined that. With that's few like ties the most, to her The most vulnerable. I know. <laughs> so she had, like, few relations mm-hmm. and knew that she would be, like, dedicated to him and yeah. no one would miss her. And he courted her while she was still a human, which... I was thinking that 
he must then be able to connect to Edward and Bella's story in some way. Because mm. it is kind of, it's a little bit interesting how when they wow. arrive in New Moon, he's like, wow, like so fascinating, you know. Yeah. You would give up your life for someone like us. But obviously that's not his first rodeo knowing that something like that exists in his universe because yeah. he fell in love with a human himself. I know. But I don't know but, if we can even really call that love. Yeah, maybe he just thought she was attractive. Yeah. And, like, turned her. Also, we don't even know what her feelings for him are, really. She mm-hmm. agreed to become a vampire and join as his wife. It says she remains totally devoted and loyal. hmm But there's, like, more creepy things going on. <laughs> yes. To keep her loyal. Um, yeah, so... They have Chelsea, and she's kind of like the bond holding everybody together. Chelsea and the uh, Voltori has the special power to break and bond people together, like break the bonds between people and strengthen them. So yeah. she bonds uh, the mate to him, right? Mm-hmm. And also Sulpicia or whatever. Also, they have Corinne who, like, sedates people, like, um, her power is, like, almost as if, like, she's making everybody just content with their situation. Yeah. So that is keeping Aro's mate and Caius's mate, like, uh, contently, like, imprisoned yeah. to them. Like, they can't leave. That's why we don't see them at all. It's so fucked up. they are literal prisoners, yeah. And what's so fucked up is Aro, after killing his sister... And realizing yeah. how heartbroken Marcus was about that, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, that would suck if our wives died. Yeah, I killed one of ours. So yes. let's add some protection. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's like, we have to protect the wives at all costs. Like, they're not safe. Because of me. Uh, <laughs> because of you. Because of you. Like, you're literally imprisoning your spouse it's to crazy. protect them. When you're the one that they need protecting from. (laughs) And they're okay with being, like, I don't know if they're in a tower or what the heck. I picture them just, like, in a room. But Mm -hmm. they're basically prisoners, but they're okay with it because, yeah, Corinne just makes them feel happy. It would be interesting to see another Twilight story from one of their perspectives, like, trying to escape the imprisonment, like the shackles yeah. of the Volturi. I know. It's so I do crazy. Kinda, yeah, I kind of think that like a lot of the Volturi hinges upon these powers that people in the Volturi have. But it is kind of fragile at the same time because if some of the people keeping the Volturi together, like excluding Aro, were to turn on him, then everything would just fall apart. Yeah. But apparently Aro, like, treats Chelsea and Corinne really well and, like, mm-hmm. gives them whatever they want. And I don't know. Yeah. So hopefully they don't. But I was wondering, like, wait, I, this, reading this made me <laughs> honestly want to, like, reread Breaking Dawn or something. So I was like, wait, what, what happens? I can't remember. But, like, does Chelsea go with them when they I... go to the Collins? I don't know, because it's... The thing is, like, I don't understand why Chelsea doesn't use her bonding power to bond Alice and Edward to the Volturi. I know. 
And why doesn't why don't they use Chelsea to break the bonds in the Collins? Yeah, I was wondering the same thing because she can literally break bonds between covens. That's what it says about yeah. her. I don't know unless he was just like no, she has to stay home and mm. I don't know maintain it. I don't, but I think it does say when we get to her part. I think that I don't think distance really matters. So I I don't know. Yeah, that was I don't kind understand of, that. An answer that just led to more questions. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing that I was like, wait, that doesn't make sense with the story that we have. Because if her power is so powerful to keep, like, Marcus loyal to Aro, yeah. despite his intense grief for losing his mate, mm-hmm. I don't understand why she then just can't, like, break up the Collins and then that's it. I know. Because the Collins' power is their numbers and, like, their love for each other. Like, that's why they prevail, because they fight and defend each other. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. 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 (laughs) There's so much drama in the Volturi. It's like, there's so many secrets. I know. And I wonder... if people knew, it would, like, all fall apart. I really think there's actually so much possibilities here for a really good story. Mm -hmm. Spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting, like... So, Chelsea uses her power on mm-hmm. pretty much everybody, I think. Like, I think Jane and Alec, too, maybe. Like, I think mm-hmm. explains later, so this is kind of jumping ahead, but that that's why they're okay, like, being subservient to Aro because mm-hmm. they're just very loyal to him. They don't question, like, oh, I want more power. But yeah, it's it kind of explains, like, I've always felt there's something a little emotionless and, like, lacking about the Volturi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're also, like, blank-faced and cold, and I think vampires can just be that way, but it's almost like all their relationships are just fake, and yeah, they're not even, like, real people, because they're kind of, like, almost being drugged and just, like, manipulated, and mm-hmm. <laughs> not literally drugged, but, like, with all these powers, it's not, like, real stuff is going on. I don't know. There could be such a cool, like, psychological thriller about it where the people are discovering, like, wait, I'm not in control of my own thoughts. Yeah. What if you're like, I'm going crazy? Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, I think the Collins just need to take down Chelsea and then that's it. Volturi crumbles. Mm-hmm. One of the most fucked up things that Aro actually did is when Carlisle <laughs> lived with the, uh, the Volturi for a bit, Yeah, he brought... Oh, my God. Let's see. He brought a bleeding man into the Volturi to test Carlisle. Yeah. Like, a man who was, like, profusely bleeding. Into the library where Carlisle was studying. That's so horrible. Just to see what Carlisle would do. I know. Poor Carlisle. It's crazy. Poor bleeding man. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. And Carlisle stayed strong. He didn't do it. Yeah. I can't believe Carlisle like hung out there willingly. Yeah, for two decades, twenty years. But I guess he didn't really know what to do with his life. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but still, they're so horrible. That's terrible. I I wonder if Carlisle like how traumatic that must have been for him. Yeah, what the fuck? Like wouldn't Carlisle be like, fuck you, I'm done with this? Like it seems like Right then and there, yeah. Yeah. 
seems like they're still pretty civil or like almost on good terms yeah he it says he left on good terms <laughs> like how did they leave on good terms after that <laughs> yeah that's way t- i guess carlisle knows how to play his cards though that's like true. he can't he can't leave on bad terms or he'll get destroyed so i don't really get carlisle's opinion on all that no but obviously aro can read his like, touch his hand and know everything that Carlisle's thinking yeah. and, like, know Carlisle's judging him. Isn't it weird Carlisle has his picture hanging on the wall of his time with the Voltori? Yeah, why? <laughs> like, why? Like, the most evil people ever. He's like, yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why are you, like, commemorating that in any way? <laughs> That's a little sus, Carlisle. It is, it is. Um, that would be a cool plot line. Like, I don't know. I don't even know. Just Carlisle, like, having a soft spot for Little Tori. Yeah. Maybe he's doing, they're doing some favors for him that we don't know about. Maybe. I mean, I do kind of respect Carlisle, like, upholding the sanctity of, like, vampire law, I guess. Yeah. Like, I think he, like, respects the Voltori for that, that these laws do need to be in place for vampires to exist but it's a little bit too polite if you ask me Mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting it says like talking about when he disposes of Mm. um vampires in the guard that um he'll allow an amicable separation when he sees no possible threat from releasing the talent like a vampire mm-hmm. with powers or if he thinks he might need access to that gift in the future but has no way to hold on to it now this was mm. the case with Eliezer. so he's like yeah i don't really need you because your powers aren't that great but maybe, maybe i'll someday. need you later yeah um, <laughs> so i'll keep you alive hmm and wait, what does it say oh i thought this was kind of funny too um about how vampires, like, come to see the Volturi, and it said, like, other vampires visit the Volturi simply out of curiosity. Yes! Aro encourages such pilgrimages as it gives him a chance to read their minds more than just a tactile, tactical advantage or a chance to locate other mm-hmm. talented vampires. These readings provide Aro with much-needed entertainment throughout the millennia. Oh, my gosh. The other vampires stay away. You don't need to go there. <laughs> it's kind of funny, <laughs> pilgrimages. Yeah. How do they learn about the Voltori? I guess word of mouth. I know. I don't. That's what I always wonder. Yeah. Like, do freaking nomads, like, does James know about the Voltori? Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure some of them don't know. Probably not. Like, you're not just turned and then all of a sudden you know about the vampire law. Yeah. You would need someone to tell you. But it seems like sometimes people are turned... And then just ditched by the person that turned them. So, mm-hmm. how would they the know? The vampire world, like, it makes it seem so small. Because it, it seems like there's only a handful of them. But what are the odds they all run into each other over and over again? <laughs> I want to know how many there yeah, are. Yeah, me too. That's that's a question I'd ask Stephanie. Like, ballpark, how many vampires exist Yeah. in this universe? I need to know. Because they're always running into each other. Yeah. What the heck? But to be fair, I guess it's over, like, hundreds of years. True. But still. 
Move on to Caius. Sure. Caius. So Caius. She knows too much. She's a liability. (laughs) (laughs) He is of average height, 5'9". That's not something we see in Twilight when it comes to men. They are never. He, I think he was 5'10". So also average. But at the same time, if people were born BC, they should be a little bit shorter probably, right? Mm. Yep, not as tall as the Cullen men or the wolves. <laughs> yeah, or Felix. Which we talked about and got responses about that. Yes. <laughs> we did get some responses saying that there are a lot of people over six feet, which, yes, there are. We know that. We know that. We just but... the whole family... It's Yeah, it's not the whole family's over six feet. Like, especially, I don't know, like, I feel like... Okay, like, where I, like, especially if I'm on a dating app or something, the majority of guys that I see on there are not even over six feet. hmm At least in the United States, it's, like... Yes. It's not... Rare is not that uncommon, but it's not, like, the norm or, or mm-hmm. the average. Yeah, no, it's not, not the average. at all. So... It makes, you, it makes you take a double take. Oh, six feet. Oh, yeah. wow, nice. Six five. But, like, that's really tall. <laughs> Yeah, they're that's really like tall. Six feet. They're like six four, six five, six six. Like these crazy yeah. heights, and it, they're not even related to each other. So it's like, what? Exactly. And they're they're from a, an older time, so it's just <laughs> peculiar, 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 <laughs> peculiar. <laughs> and they're not even from like Sweden or anything. So exactly. What's going yeah. On? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Kai is he's a little bit of a simp. Like he's so loyal to Aro. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. he doesn't even ha- possess any special powers. Like his I know that his was power to me. in itself is just kind of like his blind loyalty. I wrote, why is he in the Voltori? Yeah, why is he like one of the heads of the Voltori? Yeah, I mean, whatever. I I'm not the one that makes the rules, but it seems like mm-hmm. Aro only likes people with powers. Mm-hmm. So why is he, he's like right-hand man, and he doesn't even have powers. It's, it seems like just because it's like Caius's like, personality, he's yeah. just also really hungry for power, and yeah, he's just, honestly, in my opinion, he's just dumb. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like he's a free thinker. I love how it says, Aro is drawn to Caius's ambition and passionate capacity to hate. Yes. <laughs> He is such a hateful guy. He just, like, loves violence and mm-hmm. punishing people. He loves drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, like, he, his, one of his hobbies was, like, destroying the werewolf population. Yeah. But, like, the children of the moon type of werewolves. Yeah, he just moves on from one thing to another. Like, mm-hmm. got rid of the Romanians, got rid of the wolves, then was working on the immortal children thing i think <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah and he he also has his wife his mate uh what's her name athenadora athenadora yeah she's also one of the people who's like imprisoned by the voltori mm-hmm. and it says he's able to reconcile this love with her prison-like circumstances by telling himself that this is the only way to protect her that was seems like, very gullible yeah that was, like, one moment of humanity I almost thought that he, he... He must feel a little bad if he has to, like, tell himself 
Yeah, it's okay. exactly. Yeah. It's for her own good. Like, he must know mm-hmm. it's not actually good. Yeah, probably. Apparently, but other than that, he's, he's really bad. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, apparently he's in his late 40s. Oh, yeah. It's kind of opposite. Like, the casting director for Twilight, like, switched Marcus and Caius's ages yeah. around. That would be kind of weird. Like, why is this older guy so devoted to this younger guy? You know? Yeah, yeah. Seems odd to me. I guess because Aro has powers, but... Yeah. But also, Aro was turned a little bit before Caius. That's true. Like, maybe that matters more. Yeah. Mm. There's not a ton of information about Caius. No. He's just, he's he's blindly loyal, he's very gullible, and he's dumb, and he's hateful. <laughs> he's dumb, <laughs> and he's evil. That's really all there is to know. Yeah, exactly. His quotes... One of them's now she's taken full responsibility for her actions. Mm. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> These quotes are never but, that good. <laughs> no, they're not. And we will visit you as well to be sure that you follow through on your side. Were I you, I would not delay too long. We do not offer. We do not chance. offer second chances. New Moon, Chapter Twenty One. <laughs> <laughs> The Voltori does not offer second chances. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much to say about Caius. That's fine. All right, next but is Marcus. Sexy Beast. Marcus. That sexy beast who steals the screen. He is six feet tall. He, pretty oh, tall. Damn, with those Especially considering showing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was born in 1350 BC, so also wicked old. And also Greek. Mm, yes. Apparently, he's so incredibly he's, graceful. Yeah, and he has a special ability, actually. He can see the relationships or connections be- people have to one another. For example, in a group situation, he can easily pick out the leader or sense the strength of the bond between mates or friends. He can also see where those bonds are weak. That's interesting. It's interesting that his power doesn't have any power over Chelsea's power, where he can see, like, this bond is superficial. Like, this bond is, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, or artificial, I mean. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. You think he would realize, like, wait, everyone's relationships with Aro are, like, actually very weak. Yeah, because that's the thing that's keeping him, despite the fact that his mate was murdered, mm-hmm. and he's so grief-stricken, that's the thing that's keeping him in the Volturi at all, is Chelsea bonding him to Aro. I guess her power is so good that it even works against his power. Yeah. I don't She's know. super powerful. Um, yeah, his mate was die, as we said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Died long ago. Sad. It's sad. Yeah. Um, apparently he's physically the youngest and was transformed into a vampire before he was 20. Yeah. What? Because in the movie, he's the oldest. Yeah, it's so weird. He's like an old man in the yeah. movies. But I don't know if they knew any of this when they cast them. Did they? Possibly not. I Gosh, like, it makes me want to reread all the Volturi parts because I don't remember if they really described them much, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It is like they switched the ages for our own Caius. Mm -hmm. 
But I do think that makes sense. Like, if you saw it on the screen, you'd be like, you would be like, why is this old man so loyal to Aro? Yeah. But, okay, so it says Marcus, uh, speaking of Caius, couldn't see the growing ties between Aro and Caius, but he never truly understood what Aro saw in Caius. Mm-hmm. To me, that seems like Aro probably will turn on Caius eventually. Maybe. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. I can't also can't believe, like, poor Marcus. He's just stuck with these people. It seems like he doesn't like them. No, he doesn't. He doesn't I really feel bad for him. What's so great about Caius? Mm-hmm. I don't really get why. So it says he was a solitary nomad, but then he grew fond of enthusiastic young Aro, mm-hmm. who's his first friend. Okay, so I guess that's how he, like, got sucked into this. Yeah. But he really wasn't as into it as the other ones, and so when him and Di fell in love... It says they discussed leaving the Volturi to live on their own. Mm-hmm. They fell in love with the strongest romantic bond of bond of any of the Volturi as Marcus was in a position to know and poor him he was so distraught and he even considered suicide Mm. and Aro was like what like I didn't know he'd feel this way and was like I guess maybe regretful that like his plan wasn't really working out how he thought it would like Aro, you're so stupid. You thought you were just going to kill his mate, your own sister. Yeah. And then he's just going to be like, okay, there goes that plan. I guess we'll just stay here. I know. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? I mean, that shows really how little feeling and emotions and Mm -hmm. empathy Aro has. That he couldn't predict that someone would be sad that the love of their life just died. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of, you know what? That's a little bit like Rosalie when she <laughs> goes and tells Edward that Bella died and she thinks yeah. that, oh, Edward's now just going to come back and live with us That's and everything so will true. be fine. <laughs> and she's like, oh, wait, what? You don't want to just go have fun with me now? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know you'd be upset about that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So dumb. Oh my god, Rosalie, I feel like she would join the Volturi. If only she had powers. Yeah, if she did, she would. But she is a little bit like Caius, I guess, in a way. Yeah. She is horrible. Yeah, she's bad. Like, I I tend to say that, like, some characters in stories, they're a bad, good person. Mm-hmm. Like, I think uh, Malfoy, Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter, I think he's a bad good person like ultimately he is good at the end of the day but he's bad in the everyday situations Rosalie like she does fight on the good side but I don't believe that it's for the right reasons I don't know I I don't think she's a good a bad good person I think she's just bad I don't think she really has morals or like stands for anything you know no I don't think so either like she's just fighting on the good side because they happen to be... Because her boyfriend is. Yeah. Like, her family happens to be good. But she doesn't mm-hmm. really yeah. care about what they're doing. No, and I think if they were bad, she'd be bad, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of surprising she's a she's a vegetarian. I know. But I almost... I think, like, if she was in the Volturi, she would try to be, like, the worst, you know? Yeah, I agree. With the con, she's trying to be the best. Because she has to be, yeah. like, the star. Yeah, she's competitive <laughs> about it. Like, she's, like, she's judgmental of them, like, if they've killed, or she's, at least she's prideful that she's, like, hasn't killed as many people as some of the other ones. Yeah. 
But it's not because she really values human life. Like, she doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I feel sad for Marcus. And I mm-hmm. like him. Like, it's too bad he can't get free of the Tory because he seems smart. He seems like mm-hmm. he could be a good person. Yeah, he's also a prisoner. He's a victim. Yeah. And then, okay, it just says other members of the Volturi Coven. Athena Dora, yeah. Kaisa's mate. Did I mean, did die, you know. Um, yeah. The deceased mate of Marcus <laughs> and sister of Aro. And then Sulpicia, Aro's mate. Doesn't say anything yeah. about them. No, it's kind of sad that we don't get a little description. I feel like that's kind of playing into the the imprisonment that yeah. the Volturi is putting them in. Like, they're still yeah. people. It's a bit sexist, but again, the Volturi is. So, yes. like, it makes sense, but... Yeah. Like, what? We don't get anything uh, about them? <laughs> they're f- totally flat. Like, they're just, like, yeah. the mates, the wives, imprisoned, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what they look like. Nothing. N- literally nothing. <laughs> but i mean i guess they're they're not in the story so yeah yeah that's true whatever (sighs) well then there's the guard yes so we have alec he was born prior to 800 a.d like why why that (laughs) yeah i don't know it's so specific it could be anything i know (laughs) (laughs) and he was 12 or 13 at the age of transformation yeah 12 or 13 yeah, he's I'm not gonna commit to an age. Old. <laughs> so he's five feet tall. Mm-hmm. And he's a shorty. <laughs> but he's twelve. <laughs> he's like twelve. Literally. Yeah, he's he's like literally twelve <laughs> years old. <laughs> oh my gosh. So does he act twelve? Uh, I don't think about him. It doesn't seem like it. That'd be funny if when the Colin show up, the like Bella's like scared and he's like don't worry, he's literally 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he has the power that he can cut off all physical senses mm-hmm. from anyone. He can extend his power over a large group of people. And it says his gift manifests as a mist nearly invisible mm-hmm. that moves slowly. I, I like the sound of that, but for some reason in the movie, it's like black smoke. Yeah. And it looks kind of weird. Yeah, it's cheesy. I, I, this is one of the most powerful powers in the Volturi. Mm-hmm. Him and Jane alone could take over. Yeah. If they wanted to. I know. Um, So he's he's born in England. He's Jane's twin. Mm-hmm. And they were accused of being witches, and Aro had his eye on them. We talked about this in the Storytellers episode a lot. Yeah. Mine? And Aro arrived, like, barely just in time. Like, they did burn, but, like, he arrived in time to save them. Yeah, they were burned at the stake. hmm Yeah, and then he, he, I guess, so Aro, you know, he, they were only toddlers when he first observed their gifts, but he didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, turn them into immortal children, so he had to wait until yeah. they grew up a little bit. But 12 or 13 was his old as he could get because they were about to die so yeah he just like i guess aro like does this he scopes out humans he thinks mm-hmm. will have good powers he's a recruiter yeah and <laughs> he turns them and sees how it turns out and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh jane and alec turned out pretty pretty powerful so it worked out for him 
But really, what I took away from this, there's only like one page, page and a half description of Aro. Mm-hmm. I mean, of Alec. There's yeah. no description of his personality. Like, how yeah, does he nothing. feel about the Voltori? Is yeah. Alec evil? Like, I truly don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I interpret their loyalty, Jane and Aro's loyalty to Aro, by the fact that he did save them from being burned at the stake. Yeah. But, like, I, I want to know more about, yeah, their feelings about being there. Because they are the most powerful. So, they, I think they single-handedly just could turn on all of them. Mm-hmm. Take over. Alec is so flat to me. Like, I, don't, I have no idea who he is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how I would describe him. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> secondary to Jane. Yeah. I don't even know why he's there. I guess it's just cool to have twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I th- I thought one thing that was interesting is that Aro had, um, if he knew how, like, judgmental or uh, scared everybody in the village would be of Aro and Jane, he actually would have taken them as babies back to the Volturi and raised them himself. Mm. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would have been crazy. Like, being a human (laughs) child, like, raised by this, like, weird... That would have been kind of cool cool but terrible at the same time terrible but like a cool story yeah exactly yeah can you imagine aro like (laughs) leading like i don't know like nursery rhymes or something he probably wouldn't be that paternal yeah teaching them how to read i don't know probably not but they should learn those skills i think those skills are still pretty valuable (laughs) (laughs) oh no you think he just would let them be illiterate (laughs) i don't know like is he teaching them developmental skills i don't know (laughs) Hmm. i mean they kind of need to learn that right because otherwise even if they are physically older they would still be like almost like a newborn yeah or like a a a mortal child. Yeah. And if they're going to do work for the Volturi, they need to be able to, like, go out in the world and mm-hmm. know things. I don't know. They, <laughs> yeah, they need those real-life skills. Yeah. <laughs> it's like know. they have the little homeschooling session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything to say about Alec. Yeah, me neither. So the next one's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Charmian? kind of already talked Charmian? about her. Charmian? Yes. So she, her original name was Charmian. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to say it. But she changes it every few years to be, you know, up with the time so it doesn't draw attention. Mm-hmm. Which is odd because some of them do have weird names. Like yeah. Caius. It's not that normal. <laughs> In my experience. <laughs> Part of me wondered if Stephanie Meyer was just kind of like, oh, why did I name her Chelsea? Yeah. I'm going to give her a backstory that that's not her name. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Her mate is Afton. I wrote who? <laughs> like, that's some random information that's not in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we get, like, nothing about Chelsea in the books. So that's why it's no. weird that they couldn't even have a little description about the Mm -hmm. wives of Aro and Kaius and stuff. Like, you could have given us something. I think it really seems to be because Chelsea, her skill, really does poke holes in the plot of the book. Like, Mm. she 
if she really is so good at this power of bonding people and breaking their bonds, she just could have bonded the Cullens to the Volturi. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like that, so she, I forget who, but, like, she has, like, recruited some people to the Volturi in that way before. Like, people who didn't even really want to join, so. Yeah. I know. Ugh. Doesn't really make sense. It kind of upsets me. Yeah. Because it, you're right, it doesn't really make sense. I don't know, can anyone listening think of a explanation for why they wouldn't do that? Yeah, because it's not like Bella... Like, I would say, like, well, Bella can shield her power, but a new moon, like, if they really wanted to recruit Alice and Edward to join the coven, like, she just could have done it right there. Mm-hmm. I know, maybe she's, like, at capacity, like, oh, I'm already... Maybe. I'm doing too many <laughs> bonds right now, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Aro, I'd have to break a few bonds to let that in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Aro, like, she's the most important person mm-hmm. to Aro, and he gives her anything she wants, and it says, for example, her mate Afton, though not exceptionally skilled, holds a prestigious place with the guard... Chelsea enjoys all the perks of living with the Volturi, plus perfect job security, unless mm. Aro finds someone with a better version of her talent. Oh, and he makes sure that she is often exposed to Corrin's gift. Like, Corrin mm. makes her happy. Content. But Chelsea's not aware of the strength of Corrin's addictive talent. Yeah. But she would have a very difficult time leaving the Volturi. Hmm. It's like Corrin and Chelsea play off of each other. Yeah. Oh. Like, without the other one, like, that's it. Yeah. It wouldn't They both work. need each other to stay there, and then everybody else needs them to be there in order to be there themselves. Mm-hmm. Man. So next is Dimitri. I always forget about him. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> like, whenever I hear his name, like, wait, who is he again? Okay, so what are the odds, though, that he was... Originally discovered by the Egyptian coven's leader, Amon. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Also, that can't mm-hmm. be... I think that's just what they're calling them, right? They can't be the only coven in Egypt, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, the whole country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it says... Like, three Dimitri- people. I know, three yeah. Vampires. Like, okay, that's the represent the Egypt Egyptian representation <laughs> for... Uh, vampires but it says here Dimitri had no interest in leaving um, Amen. but Aro had Chelsea dissolve the bonds between the members so it's like Alice she has no interest in leaving the Collins Edward has no interest yeah. why can't Chelsea just do the same thing I know that really pokes a lot of holes mm. I know is He's- it suddenly that Aro wants to for some reason, wants it to be harder and wants to play the game of, I don't know. Maybe. Getting them to agree for real? I don't know. He wants to chase? I don't know. Well, because also, Dimitri's talent, like, he's a tracker, which, yes, I know that's very valuable. Like, he can find anybody in the world, basically. Yeah. But I don't think that's as valuable as Alice being able to tell the future. I know. I mean, maybe it is, but... I don't get it. You could easily find another tracker. Like, we've already met two in this universe. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Although I guess Dimitri is the best at it, better than James. He's the best. I always mix up Dimitri and Felix. Me too. All the time. Honestly, right now oh. I'm kind of mixing it up. Okay, Me Felix too. is the I big one. Too. Okay. Well, because but Dimitri's six three. He's pretty big yeah. too. <laughs> but he's tall and lean. I wrote about Felix. I said Felix is the Volturi Emmett. Yes. He's just like muscular, strong. Mm-hmm. And there's so there's barely any information about Felix as a person. Yeah. Date of birth unknown. Date of transformation unknown. Place of origin. Source of transformation. Yeah, place of origin unknown. How is okay, that unknown? We, I know. Yeah, like you can just tell us. Just what pick country anywhere. is he from? <laughs> just pick. Just literally spin the globe. Put your <laughs> finger on it. Just say that's where he's from. Yeah. But I guess Aro did turn him. Yeah, and he's very. He's six seven. Huge. Whoa. Very tall and muscular. <laughs> and that's his, like, he doesn't have any special supernatural abilities. So his ability is just his super strength. Yeah. He's not that I important, don't... apparently. He wears a lighter gray cloak of a lesser Yeah. Mother. I wrote that I don't really understand his motivation to stay with Volturi. I know. I guess I'm just kind of projecting this on him, but it, I'm just... Seems like he just doesn't really question it and is like, I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. This is just what I do. <laughs> you know what? It's a little bit interesting in the Twilight universe that the characters who have, like, are very muscular and big and, like, physically dominant, they don't have a lot of intelligence. Well, I mean, I think that's a classic stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is, but it's like, that's not always the case. No, it's not always the case. So it's kind of interesting that it's just like playing right into the stereotype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually remember when I was, um, uh, I must have been a sophomore in high school. I wrote a short story for a workshop class. I'm um, sophomore in college. A mm-hmm. uh, short story where I wrote about a jock and he was a little bit stupid. Mm-hmm. And my professor actually had the critique that seems like you don't really respect this character because he's a jock. Like, you don't really think that he's that smart. So, it always stuck with me of, like, wow, I was stereotyping someone just because yeah. they're, like, like uh, fit, which is crazy. Like, why would that have any correlation? So I know. Also, we are just stereotyping because we don't know that Felix is not smart. We have, like, no one said that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, he just is not very good at putting his hood taking his head off in the movie yeah. and <laughs> isn't maybe the best actor so <laughs> he's not good at taking the hood off no and he just sounds kind of dumb in the movies at least he's like oh my question are yeah wait guys go back go back and watch eclipse when the voltori show up after the battle, right before they kill Bree Tanner, and watch Felix take his hood off. It's so <laughs> awkward. It is. It's hilarious. But <laughs> um, well, we don't know. Maybe Felix is like a real deep thinker, up late at night reading books, stressing out, should I leave the Volturi? That's true. But I do think someone like him, Aro would just let him go if he felt like that's that. True. Like, I'm sure Aro's, like, touching their hands all the time. <laughs> yeah, we've said that. Also, so. that's true. Aro would know if someone was thinking about leaving. Exactly. And he'd probably kill yeah. them. Or, Already. Or change that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So I guess Felix is not questioning it. That would be my guess. Maybe but he's just it doesn't evil. even doesn't even seem like he needs I mean, maybe he does, but there's no note here about Chelsea or Corinne working their powers on him to get him to stay. No. He just loves it. Yeah. <laughs> just fine. He's content. Yeah. It works for him. Then there's Heidi. Heidi. Okay, her power is just that she's insanely attractive. Yeah. She Which... is strikingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess, the power that I would want as well. <laughs> Overwhelmingly physically appealing to men and women, humans and vampires, resisting, resisting her allure is possible but also very difficult, especially if she's trying hard to attract. Mm. So she's the one that orchestrates elaborate ploys to bring humans to volterra she kind of does all the legwork yeah she really does like that's actually that's a lot of work they all just sit there all day for the most part and this actually this little description answered questions i asked before because i was like hasn't anyone noticed that all these people in volterra die but it says Mm -hmm. i mean this sounds like a lot of work it says that she might arrange for a contest where the prize is an all expense paid vacation to turkey or another random location or a job interview with an amazing salary the victims never hear the word volterra and usually are unaware that they are even being taken to italy she has more than one jet and other vehicles and props to use in her efforts to attract humans to Tori's private city um that's crazy that she like i feel like anyone with something's too good to be true would assume it's a scam from the get-go but that's crazy that these people are so easily decepted by her mm-hmm. they just hop on a jet and go yeah how do like the rest of the voltori resist her <laughs> yeah that's true can she turn it on and off or is she just always so attractive she's probably always a little bit attractive I wonder if any that seems of them have, like, hooked up with Heidi. I know. Well, we have the theory that they all hook up with each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they all hook up with each other. I mean, they come must. on. Like, especially, like, they're all just sitting there. Besides besides Heidi, she's really doing all the work here. Like, she probably has to learn everything about these people before she, like, and, like, learns their weak spots and, like, learns what would motivate them before she goes in and recruits them. Yeah. Then she has to put them on the jet, bring them there. Like, that's yeah. that's a lot. Uh, But, yeah, they definitely have orgies. They're just at home, <laughs> like, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Man. There's a weird, creepy feeling among all of them. Yeah. I know. I can't imagine Aro or Caius being just, like, a totally devoted, innocent partner or whatever. Like, No. I, I don't know. Definitely not. I, I think it. I th- it's gross, <laughs> but I think he's hooked up with Jane. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. I'm sorry. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something I feel like the only thing I the only one who I think is not participating in these sex escapades is Marcus. Yeah, yeah. 
I think he's not interested. He just, like, uh, goes back to his lair, and then that's it. But I think they're all, like... I know. Engaging in some oh, it's wild so sex with each other. I'm going to know. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, my God, this is all fictional. What am I even talking about? But... Yeah. Like, I also... Okay. Do... How often do <laughs> they even have, like, sexual urges? Like... Do they yeah. anymore? Are they over that? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, just, like, what are so they doing, old. though? Like, they have each passing day. You can't tell me they just sit there. I know, but, like, I wonder if after so much time, like, do they even feel mm. anything anymore? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, because also Corinne's talent is, like, she's, like, imposing a drug mm. on them, so that might be give them a high more than sex would but i i i agree i i feel like what i really feel is that stuff is going on Mm. yeah it's between the lines yeah it's between the lines you can just feel it (laughs) it's very obvious (laughs) (laughs) it's between the lines it's very obvious (laughs) Yeah. yeah speaking of which jane's next yeah jane oh i did want to say that um, Heidi has a connection to Victoria. Oh yeah, she forgot to say that. She was uh, originally changed by a vampire named Hilda and belonged to her coven for several years. Hilda was later accused of attracting too much notice with her large coven. All but two of the vampires were destroyed. Heidi was considered penitent and was so smart. Is that how you say it? Penitent? I guess. And other and the other, Victoria was able to escape. I'm assuming Victoria is the Victoria that we know. I know. That's interesting. Probably says that in the Victoria section. I didn't know Victoria was around that long. Well, again, such a small world. I know. Like, there's only so many vampires. <laughs> I but yeah, now we've we've seen Eamon and Victoria pop up. Yeah, pretty interesting. What are the odds? So anyway, Jane. Jane, good old Jane. Yep. She's twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. But she's been alive just, since prior to 800 A.D. Yeah, just four eight feet tall. <laughs> so she cool. has such a sad, just such a sad power. Like, you know, she's the power to just inflict pain on anyone, excruciating pain. Yeah. That sucks. Like, you could never use that for any good. I know. Ever. Yeah. I, she's kind of destined to be evil. That's true. We don't really know what her character was like before, you know, she was accused of being a witch and burned at the stake. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if she was, like, a nice person or anything, but you can see that after that, that just made her want revenge on the world and turned her into a hateful person. I'm kind of surprised how small her section is, given she seems pretty important to the story. Yeah, she's, like, a big character. Yeah. But do you think she's big because Dakota Fanning played her? <laughs> like partly. I know she's big in she's big in the books too though. Yeah. I mean, I do think in the books she's in like she's in Eclipse too, you know, not mm-hmm. all of them are in Eclipse and she gets some big moments, so Yeah. yeah it's they're very afraid surprising. of Jane. Yeah. And she has like one of the most powerful powers. I feel like she is, I mean, yeah, there's Caius and Marcus, but I think of her as the second most important Me too. person in the Volturi. Yeah, I do too. But there's no way, like, I think given what she's gone through, like, just having that power that you can inflict pain, like, 
There's no way I feel like she could even comprehend a life where she isn't on the bad side of things because she would just be so defenseless. Yeah. She would have to just give up her powers and... Yeah. I don't know. It must be confusing. It's it's interesting that her and Alec are only 12 or 13. I think we said this, but, like, that's... What's the cutoff for an immortal child? It must be like that, right? Yeah. That's awfully close. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're 12 and 13, you don't have that much control. Yeah. Over your emotions. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's... Because even, like, 10-year-olds can be pretty in control. Even, like, 8-year-olds. I I guess I just don't know. Yeah. I think, like, a baby or a toddler or even, like, a 4- or 5-year-old, that does seem really dangerous, but... I feel like you could tame a little older than that. I'm not sure what yeah. the cutoff is. Yeah. But I guess I'm applying, like, hormones and stuff to that age, too. Yeah. Where you're, like, more volatile, but <laughs> they don't have that, so I guess it doesn't apply. Yeah, they don't... T- she doesn't tell us much about Jane. I don't know what her no. hobbies are. <laughs> I mean, we don't know no. anybody's. Um, What she does with her time, I'm not sure. It's kind of nice that she still is her human brother. Yeah. They're, they're buds. <laughs> okay, I really don't have anything else to say about you. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Here's a quote. Kairos will be so interested to hear that you're still human, Bella. Perhaps he'll decide to visit. Eclipse, chapter 25. We're not used to being rendered unnecessary. It's too bad we missed the fight. It sounds like it would have been un- would have been entertaining to watch... All right. Also, Eclipse says, chapter 25. Yeah. <laughs> Jane has absorbed some of Caius's sadistic enjoyment in the process. Ooh. She's turned bad. She's a bad girl. She's a very bad girl. <laughs> okay, bad. wait. I totally forgot about this person, Renata. Oh, I said, is she even re- represented that much in the books and the movies? I do not remember. She, Renata. I don't remember. I'm sure she is. From Malta. Also, wait, kind of interesting. It says, she, date of birth, 1240s, 1260s, date of transformation, AD or BC? I'm guessing AD. Yeah, it's just funny how we were specifying before and we stu- we gave up on that. Yeah. <laughs> she has weirdly more information than most people, like... Was yeah. by Luca. Who's that? Yes. Yeah. From yeah. Malta. Wait. What? <laughs> and she didn't. Uh, she's a shield. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. Mm. Oh wait. And what? It says she was from an unusual vampire-friendly family that mm. produced several vampires over the centuries, including many years after Renata, a nomad named McKenna. Haven't we met McKenna? We've heard of her? I don't know, have we? I think so. I think that's why she's being mentioned. But yeah, I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure that is R- a nomad we meet in Breaking Dawn. Renata was changed by her great uncle with a few dozen greats added on her 20th birthday. She originally intended to help her uncle protect and perpetuate the family line, but Renata was very talented. She quickly caught the attention of Voltori and was invited to join. Luca, wanting no trouble with Voltori, the way he interacted with human relatives was already a gray area, uh, in- encouraged her to go. And then thanks to Chelsea, again, Renata became exceptionally loyal to the Voltori, particularly mm. Aro. It's actually really cool, like, 
it's a very interesting side story here mm-hmm. that it's like a family, you know, a normal human family, but some of their members have been turned into vampires and yeah that that is like a sim family it's literally like a sim family like that's just (laughs) like my sim families yeah like i have i mean i haven't played with this in like a year or two but god like this one woman in the house she's been there for so long she's like people's Mm -hmm. great grandmother but she's still a young adult oh my god it's like a sim too much (laughs) and she's so she like thanks to chelsea like She's super bonded with Aro that, like, she's, like, his, um, he's her primary concern, like, protecting Aro. Like, he's, yeah. she's, like, the bodyguard, basically. She'd rather die uh, she's than the shield. harmed. To me, he again, that made me slept with her. Yes! Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I literally wrote that. No way. I literally wrote that in the book. Yes! Oh, my God. God. that's so dramatic they have to have had a fling yeah. and yeah his wife is locked like locked in the lair somewhere <laughs> he's of course getting it on he has no feelings about that yeah. <laughs> i love it I, I i did write like is she also in love with him like does is that her motivation i know it almost sounds like it there has to be a love triangle going on yeah oh my god aro <laughs> Well, then, speaking of shields, we have another shield in the Volturi, which is Chelsea's mate, Afton, but he's only a minor shield. Hmm. And it says that he wouldn't even really be in the Volturi if he wasn't the mate of Chelsea. And so I guess that it doesn't seem like everybody maybe would be allowed a mate, but because she is literally keeping everybody together, she gets one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Corinne or Corin is Mm -hmm. a guard and she's yeah we talked about her that she's the one that's like making everybody feel happy in their situation or like can Mm -hmm. um make them be complacent yeah she's like sedating them yeah and that is addictive too like they can't survive without her anymore it's like she's literally giving them a drug because if they were even to go off on their own they would like go through withdrawals and come back Mm -hmm. again like i don't know i don't really understand why she's not doing that to the clones i know it says marcus has always refused to let her relieve his never-ending pain over Mm. dies death caius on the other hand (laughs) frequently uses corin's gift to alleviate his boredom between battles and punishing expeditions so depressing yeah He's that bored. Ugh. He, I guess, in him, his own way, Caius is a prisoner. Like, he doesn't know that there's other things out there mm-hmm. that he could do to occupy his time. Oh, jeez. It's so dysfunctional. It's so fucked up. Yeah, really not a healthy place to be. <laughs> but it is, like, the perfect villain Yeah, setting. exactly. Wow, it's crazy. It's so corrupt. So then we have Santiago. Mm-hmm. He's a guard. I feel like if you literally put a gun to my head a week ago and said, is Santiago a member of the Volturi? I would have said no. I know. I did not know there was someone named Santiago. No, not at all. What the hell? He is a physical enforcer. He has no psychic gift, only tremendous physical strength. Why even mention him? And that's all it says about him. <laughs> Literally all it says. 
<laughs> then it says others who served the Volturi. Gianna. Gianna. Again, same thing. Born in the 70s, 1970s. Mm-hmm. So she's the human that is like yes. the receptionist. Yeah, it's interesting they need a receptionist. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess she helps keep the cover, make them look. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Like, she's kind of like the first person that humans see, like, when they walk in the door. Yeah. And she knows the secret, but she, like, sticks around because she wants to be turned to vampire. But it seems like she probably was killed because it says, unfortunately, the Voltori decided her skills were less valuable than her blood. <gasps> sad. She must have a really sad life if she's that desperate that she's putting herself at harm. Mm-hmm. I know. I guess she wants to be but... immortal so bad. Mm-hmm. Arya must have, like, sought her out in some way to, like, to know that she would be that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. To, like, want to be turned into a vampire. Yeah. But, uh, I wonder if they pay her <laughs> if she's a receptionist. I wonder. They have to. <laughs> Where do they yeah, get money like from? Just, I don't know. I don't, they probably could steal it. Mm. But does she, like, go home at the end of the day and, like, go to her apartment Maybe. and, like, have a paycheck that she cashes? That's so crazy. Yeah. Is she not terrified? I know. Does she does she have a family, a human family that they're like, Oh, you're going to your receptionist job? Okay. <laughs> She's just going to hang out with vampires. Yeah. Not really hang out, questions. but work for them. Um, they must have money somehow. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe Aro has like real estate probably <laughs> that he owns and yeah, Rinse. probably. Because <laughs> do they pay taxes in Italy? <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. But <laughs> I, do I do wonder. Know? No. What does the government there think that they are? <laughs> I'm sure that they don't know that they exist. But what do they think is this castle? Yeah, exactly. Or not really castle, but you know the building. I guess, yeah, because it's, like, in order to get there, you kind of have to go through the sewers and stuff, right? Like, it's literally, they have, like, three stories underground Mm -hmm. to get to them. Creepy. Yeah. Well, actually, the next part talks about that, the Volturi lair. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. The castle can also be accessed from Volterra's sewers. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Are they, do they do tours of it? Because, what... Like, what, what is the reception area for? Should we just read the Volturi layer part? <laughs> sure. Like, the whole two pages? Yeah. Do you want to switch off? Okay. Okay. I'll start. The Volturi maintain a permanent home in Volterra, Italy, which most of the actual coven, Caius being the exception, rarely leaves. The Volturi founded the town of Volterra 3,000 years ago during the time of the Estricans. Nice. The Volturi still owns almost all of the property in the vicinity. Oh, okay. The main structure of Volturi's actual home is a castle constructed during the medieval times built into the walls of the ancient city. The most noticeable feature of the castle is the large turret that rises above the rest of the structure. Mm -hmm. Most of the living space is located below ground in tunnels that run three stories beneath the town. 
There are several entrances to the Volturi Castle. The front door is located at street level. It opens to a reception area where there's always a very polite human to receive visitors, as well as several inconspicuous surveillance cameras. All of the doors in the room lead to a dead end, innocuous offices, and the elevator is heavily secured. This door is never used by the, Vol- by the Volturi, their guard, or anyone who has any real business with them. The elevator leads to another reception area with even higher security. Hmm. The castle can also be accessed from Volterra's sewers. Several drainage holes in the stone-paved streets lead to often-used Volturi passageways. These drains are covered by iron grills that are too heavy to be lifted by several human men together. These passages also lead to the second reception area where the human in charge is aware of the nature of her bosses. Oh, so the first reception area, I guess, the human doesn't know. Yeah, that must be a different human. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) What do they think that they're doing there? Oh, no. <laughs> the most often used door is not actually located within the city. Rather, the door is located in the cellar of an ancient church outside the walls, somewhat hidden in the hills. Heidi's tours always end in the quaint, concealed historical landmark located beside a small private landing strip owned by the Volturi. Just in case someone w- were to recognize the Tuscan landscape, there is no cell phone service available. Thanks to Heidi's gift, when she asks her tourists to follow her into the beautiful ancient tunnel that leads to an amazing castle, none of them refuse. The tunnel bypasses both reception areas and leads directly to the Volturi turret. Ugh, so creepy. So I know. Scary. The turret contains the main meeting room of the Volturi and also the dining room. What is that for? They have made no attempt to make it comfortable for humans. The stone walls are not insulated, and there is no heat or cooling or artificial lighting. The room is lit by the arrow slits high above. The lone furnishings are the three massive throne-like chairs that belong to Arrow, Caius, and Marcus. They use these thrones when they are acting as magistrates, hearing cases against vampires who have infringed on the law. In the center of the room is a slight depression that contains a drainage grate. Uh, the Volturi dispose of the bodies of their victims uh. through this hole, which sits above a very deep cavern. Routinely, these remains are reduced en masse by acid. Uh. That <sighs> kind of reminds me of like a concentration camp or something. I know. It's horrible. That's really bad. See, I think the movie's a little bit misleading because it looks like they just get there through the side door and then they go in the elevator and then, then that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the book, we do see them like jumping down these small little tunnels and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's much more elaborate, really. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, I guess Creepy. that's really it in the guide. Really learned a lot. I know. I agree with you that there's like a lot of potential in a lot of those stories. And it's weird that they're not even in the books. Yeah. And I feel like before I used to think of the Volturi as like one entity. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah, of. Me too. But really thinking about it, there are so many different dynamics in the Volturi that I think there could be a whole story about them. We don't even have to bring the Collins in where it could be like about the interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. in them and like maybe the fall of Vol- the Volturi without even any outside factors. Yeah. I agree. Man. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of people are really into the Volturi. 
And yes. I can kind of see why now. Like, they are interesting. And, yeah. You know, like, at the festival, um, we've talked about it before, like, Chandra, who plays Aro mm-hmm. at the Forever Twilight and Forks Festival. And we had her on the show. You can listen to that episode a while ago, but talked about how captivating Aro was to her when she first saw him in New Moon. And um, then there's... Who else is there? Is there a Marcus? I don't think so. No, but there's someone who dresses up as Alec. Mm-hmm. Was I, I think, think there was, was a Caius, right? Oh my god! Oh yeah, there was a Caius. I think there's a whole like there's a whole Volteri coven. Yeah, with a Heidi as well. Yeah, probably depends uh, on the year, too. Yeah, but. probably. But I think they even like they they traveled to Volterra. I don't know if mm-hmm. all of them did, but a big group of them did. It would be really fun to dress up as a Volteri person. Yeah. It's kind of fun. To, like, I, th- I think, like, it, yeah, it doesn't fit the vibe. Like, when I say, like, oh, today feels like Twilight, like, it's never like the, oh, the Volturi, no. you know? Like, it doesn't go along with the soundtracks or, no, that's true. like, you know, like, because the Volturi is kind of sterile in a way. Yeah. Like, you think of, like, their layer and stuff and, like, the tiles and, like, they're, like, down below, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's it doesn't like fit the kind of angsty woodsy vibe that I really like about Twilight. Yeah. Um, so that's just like why I'm not as interested because that's like the heart of it for me. But it is really cool. It is. Yeah, I think it's cool. It is quite different. Like, like you said, the rest of Twilight is much more earthy. Even like the wolves. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the woods. It's the bush. It's the beach. It's nature. It's there's romance, it's teenagers, mm-hmm. like, that's the whole thing. And then there's these cloaked creeps yeah. <laughs> in the dark. And, yeah. yeah. And I will say, like, even though I do like it, I'm not saying I don't, it always did feel a little weird to me in New Moon when it, the Volterra parts, like, it just doesn't feel like yeah. Twilight. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think it's supposed to be like that. Yeah. It, it almost feels a little bit like Harry Potter. I know, it does. I agree. Caius always reminded me, like, Caius always seemed like he should be in Harry Potter. The characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the actor is, but, um. Oh, he is? He's just in the last one, but, yeah. Oh, who does he play? He plays Grindelwald. It's, like, it's a pretty small role. He's, like, in a flashback, but. Wasn't he engaged, the actor, to the girl who plays, uh, Ginny? Yeah, he was engaged to Bonnie Wright. Maybe they still are. Maybe they're married. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know what happened to that. <laughs> I'm going to look it up really, really quickly. Um, yeah. Bonnie. Going on her Wikipedia. Oh, she's 30 years old now. Jeez. Wow. That's still young. But, I mean. Yeah, no, it is still young. It's just but crazy, I think of her as, like, like, knowing her since she was little. I think of her as 13. Okay, it says, Wright was previously engaged to Harry Potter <gasps> co-star. Jamie Campbell oh Bauer from April 2011 to 2012. Broke up. I don't know why I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> they mu- I, n- I never heard about that. Like their I breakup. I didn't know they broke up either. That's sad. Mm. Very sad. Well, it happens. I mean, you know, we always talk about Robson. Breakups happen. <laughs> I know. Hmm. That's... Maybe Rob Stone will get back together. <laughs> no, I'm just Definitely not. 
I'm not prepared to have that conversation right the now. The chances are lower than ever. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know why. I was thinking about this like literally two days ago, like the possibility that they would get back together. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was thinking it was like realistic at the time, but chances are low. I think Rob and Suki will get engaged if they're not already. Wow. That'll be cool. It would just make sense. Hmm. Well, do you have any other comments about the Voltori? I don't think so. Just that it was very interesting and yes. funny, some of the things we read, and they're creeps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, me too. <laughs> well, we did want to tell you guys that we're thinking about going on a little bit of a hiatus again this year. Mm-hmm. For June and July, possibly. Yeah. So. Just take a little bit of a break. Yeah. I think we kind of do it like every summer. Yeah. Well, we did it last summer. I don't know if we did mm, the summer before. Maybe not. But yeah, break, refresh, mm-hmm. have some plans. So it's kind of hectic. Um, yeah. Yeah, but then we'll be back with even more. As we said. Did we say this on a real episode or a Patreon patreon episode about life and death i think we said it on our real episode yeah that that we will be reading it finally (laughs) but so we'll have one more of this season i guess (laughs) i don't even know if we're numbering our season no we don't have seasons but (laughs) yeah we'll have one more before hiatus one more main episode we'll still have our mini episodes Mm -hmm. um for may and then We'll go on our hiatus and be back in August. And then we'll be going to the festival. Yes. And then hopefully moving to New York City. (laughs) Whoa. Fingers crossed. (laughs) That's a lot. You know what they say about saying things aloud that makes it happen, right? That's true. That's true. But have to figure things out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. We love you so much. I hope you have a great week. Happy belated Mother's Day if you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. The week of Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hope you... I was thinking about doing a caption. I decided against it because I still don't know if it's okay to post pictures like from the movie. I know. But I... Because I don't want someone to like report us for infringement or whatever but i wanted to say like thinking about everyone like i guess this is like maybe like not appropriate like you know how people always be like thinking about people like who've lost a mom yeah. and who want to be a mom like thinking about everyone who have a mom but they'll never see her again yeah. because they've chosen a life of being immortal and can't tell their mom or else their mom will get killed by oh the Voltori. oh my god no i wish you did that <laughs> i know Maybe you could do it in a story. Yeah, maybe. I know. So if you guys, um, if this is your first episode ever, welcome. But if it's not, you maybe know that our Instagram was taken down, but we got it back. But we don't even know why. And now we're like scared to post pictures from the movies. Mm-hmm. But we used to all the time. All the time. And, I don't know. Part of me feels like it might be okay. If we were, if we were, um, what's it called? <laughs> I forget the Verified. word. Verified. Wait, what? Verified? Verified, yeah. I was going to say validated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we were validated by somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah, if we had the check mark, maybe I'd feel more comfortable, but. 
Yeah, I'm just scared because I feel like anyone could just go and report someone for impersonation, mm-hmm. which I hope I'm not giving any bad guys the right idea right now. Yeah. Or the wrong idea, but so I'm scared of that happening again because that totally sucked. I know. But I know a lot of the Twilight counts were inevitably restored. Like I have an in at Lionsgate mm-hmm. who was working with Stephanie and with Instagram to get those fan accounts back and inevitably most oh, okay. of them were restored so it but i don't know fine. if that means well i don't know if that means that there's like a lock on that now and like they can't be taken down again because like i'm just thinking like the the fault in their ai system or something probably yeah. still exists right it's not like they're like oh wait no we already restored this so it's like yeah. fine but it sounds like they're okay with us posting pictures yeah, they are. I just think, like, mm. like when someone reports someone, their robots, like, go through and say, like, oh, detected images from Google, yeah. you're a catfish, and then takes it down. I don't know. Maybe we, I don't, maybe someday we could try it and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'll go report us from my personal Instagram. No, don't. <laughs> that would suck. Please don't report people unless it's a really serious situation guys yeah i mean i don't want to tell you what to do but like you know if you're mad at someone don't don't report them yeah (laughs) report them if it's hate speech if they're dangerous if they're impersonating a real person that you know of course yeah (laughs) (laughs) well yep we're gonna do hiatus but we still love you and we're not going anywhere and thank you for listening Thank you. We love you guys. We are planning to catch. And And we'll see you next week. Or the week after. Next Twilight Tuesday. Bye. You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.